the Ortho PAC hosted by Sam Dyer. Welcome to the Ortho PAC where we discuss up-to-date orthopedic topics for the busy clinician. I invite you to sit back and relax as I attempt to fill in the gaps between education, current events, and real-world practice. Welcome back listeners. Today we have Kevin Wharton. Kevin's the president of Wharton Research and has done the PAOS annual practice and salary survey for the last few years now. I wanted to have him back on today to discuss the results of 2022. Kevin, thank you for being here. Well, thank you very much for having me as well. First off, what are some highlights from this year's survey? You know, things like how many respondents, different regions, average salary, you know, topics of interest. Sure. This year, you know, we had uh, 1,322 survey participants. It's about the same as what we've had in previous years. And of course, you know, on one level, I would say that's not bad at all for an organization with about 2,300 members. But of course, you know, we also administer this every year with former members, PAs who have never held membership as well. And, you know, response rates amongst members are always kind of in the low 30%. But this year, we had a 12.5% response rate amongst all of those non-members, the 4,700 that we could actually reach out to. And so on this survey, there's just about an equal number of uh, non-members and members participating in the survey. I think the most important things that, uh, you know, folks typically look for from a compensation survey, key data points, uh, of course, include average pay. And in this survey, uh, that was a mean of $128,600, roughly, and a median of $125,000. Total compensation is something that we also measure, you know, in addition to your salary, we compile or collect, uh, you know, data on bonuses if received, amount paid on call, those sort of things, and then come up with a, a total comp figure. And that this year was a uh, 144,300 or a median of 138,000. I think those are some of the the key, key numbers. For bonuses, we found that uh, 61% of the people taking the survey reported that they they got one. That was a mean of uh, about 16,600 or a median bonus of 10,000. And then I think the other thing that most people look for from this survey is the average increase in salary. That was a mean, uh, you know, increase year to year of uh, 3.9% or a median of 2.5%. And for, you know, folks who haven't uh, had to deal with uh, their statistics for a while, of course, you know, the, the median is is more like the 50th percentile. If you sort all the responses and take a midpoint, uh, that 50th percentile is the median. The mean is more often what we think of as an average, you know, where we take all the responses to a question divided by the total people who answered it, then give a figure. And of course, sometimes that uh, mean is a little bit distorted. So I I always try to draw that distinction too, uh, you know, also to help explain, you know, why people are seeing these figures. But if we also look at just a couple of other things, the report oftentimes doesn't do much to really just compare year to year. And so I'm taking the liberty of doing that here. Compared to the previous year, the full-time base salary was $4,400 higher. Uh, The total comp was almost $5,000 higher, and bonuses were about $1,850 higher. The median changes were actually a little bit higher when it came to the salary. And of course, the round numbers sound a little bit better. So the median change was $5,000 year to year in total salary only 3000 in total compensation and then you know $1000 more in bonuses but we're definitely seeing uh, an increase and unlike some of my studies the number uh, the amount that uh, people say is increasing is pretty consistent with what their actual percentage uh, you know increase seems to be so i think those are some of the key things that are jumping out at me maybe the last one to mention is that we also do a wage equivalent uh, that's helpful for people who are working part time 
And that showed that uh, the mean this year was almost $67 an hour and a median of $63 an hour, just taking you know whatever they made and then dividing through by the hours that they worked. Good news. I always like that our members and PAs in general are making more money. Is it still the case if you want to make the highest salary, if that's your main goal, the Southwest and the West Coast is more lucrative than the East Coast? And if so, any ideas about why that might be? I don't know exactly what is driving that pattern, but you know, as before, we do include a lot of detailed tables you're alluding to here. We uh, look in some of them for regions by part-time and full-time. And if we look at full-time salary in the Southwest, particularly, you're you know seeing an average or a mean of $147,000 salary. And in the Southeast, in contrast, which is the lowest paid of the six regions, you're getting paid uh, an annual salary of $121,000. So basically just to sort of do a ratio. Uh, if you live in the Southwest, you're making about 22% higher salary than you are in the Southeast. I think that that very large difference could have some other factors that contribute to it. You know, it might be a difference in terms of years of experience, um, you know, size of the, uh, of the work setting, the actual work setting, sort of the mix that you're seeing region by region. But it is a very consistent pattern, but it's more, uh, you know, the Northwest is is making uh, considerably less than the Southwest. And so we're really seeing this more as almost like a Southeast versus Southwest U.S. pattern. You just talked some about trends. Are there any worrisome trends? Are there any things that we see? I know one thing I asked you to do was to separate out the salaries based on gender. And I, you know, there's a discrepancy there, but that's kind of across, I think, most workplaces and, <laughs> and most areas. But are there any worrisome trends, anything that we need to look at? Sometimes what I find worrisome is not so much sort of a year-to-year -year trend, and it takes me whatever number of years I've done this uh, study for you all now, maybe four or five years, to start to form some sort of impressions that are kind of floating around my head while I'm working on the report. And several of the things that did strike me, one is when I read through a lot of the open-ended questions. Now, of course, you know, we report all the data that we can get. But then there's also a lot of folks who will report a 0% increase. And if I look back at their particular answer the year before, they reported a 0% uh, increase back then too. It does seem like there is a, a fair number of people who are subject to raises that are discretionary. You know, it's a, it's a function of, you know, who they directly work for, whether a physician or, or an entire practice. But that particular fact does strike me that there's a little bit of a depression in terms of, you know, how wages would be increasing. Now, of course, we know that wages and inflation are related. There's sort of a correlation and a causation there. But one of the things I find with many of my other clients is this year, we're seeing 7 and 8% average increases, uh, mean increases in salary. And, and that oftentimes reflects two different things. One is someone who remains in the same job and position and is able to leverage a, a, you know, a higher salary through negotiations, through normal contracts and things like that. Uh, or they get a higher salary by voluntarily changing employers. Here, the fact that we are seeing a slightly higher percent, but not a much higher percent, would suggest to me that some people are not really able to take advantage of the current uh, you know, marketplace and what should be flexibility and the opportunity to, to experience uh, you know, higher salaries you know, in this particular year, which has been very unusual for, for compensation studies. And so I think probably those are the, the biggest things. One, again, being the sort of lack of autonomy that I'm hearing some people say when they are asking open-ended questions to tell me. They're reporting that uh, they haven't had an increase in X number of years since they've been there. 
and the other, of course, is the, the degree to which we're not really seeing much. Uh, and I think that uh, starting next year, we will probably ask an additional question because we ask a lot about their work environments. We don't ask enough about, hey, which of the following apply to you? You know, did you receive a promotion or greater responsibility? Did you get an annual sort of cost of living adjustment? Did you voluntarily or involuntarily change employers? Because that can do a lot to explain the real percentage changes we're seeing here. And I think this time next year, we'll be a little bit better equipped to also say, you know, what is driving the relative higher pay or uh, lower pay relative to what we're seeing with, with other sectors and other professions. So. I think that's great information. And for those of you listening, if you're involved in the salary survey and you haven't had a raise in a couple of years, this is your bargaining tool. This is invaluable for you to use as a negotiating tool with your employer. If you look across the universe of the PAOS members that participated in this, I mean, you know, there's a high percentage of people that are getting more money. So make sure you're getting what you're worth. Kevin, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, I think this is your fourth year of doing these, fourth or fifth. I'm not sure, but it's a very good product. I highly recommend that all of our members take a look at this. If for no other reason, you kind of see where you are with your colleagues, you know, kind of know what your financial situation is and you know, how many hours of call do you take? What kind of work do you do? And it's a good way to know where you stand with those, not only nationally, but in your state. So Kevin, I really appreciate you being with us today. All right. Thank you, Sam. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Ortho PAC podcast. Listeners, our fourth annual Ortho in the West conference will be arthritis to arthroplasty, February the 17th through the 19th in Phoenix, Arizona. The details are on paos.org website. Registration is open.